So this is Jesse jumping in before the episode. I just wanted to say that there is a a little tick that happens occasionally when uh, Sawyer talks, but I didn't think it was bad enough to, you know, throughout the episode or anything. So hopefully you can listen past that and enjoy the story I'm going to be reading in 3, 2, 1. Tonight was the night you'd get rid of the monster that hurt your sister. You were sure that you found the person that was transforming to the monster at night. You made sure that you were as silent as possible as you stalked the young woman that showed up before your sister lost her baby. She looked so normal, but there was a weird air about her that you couldn't shake. For the last few nights, she wasn't at her home, and a few more uh, women were attacked as well. As the last rays of the day were turning into darkness, you ready your whip and salt so you don't lose out on the chance to defeat the menace to your village. As uh, as you're ready, you see the woman duck into a secluded spot and start looking up with a twitching face and an elongating torso. Her shirt starts to rip. Giant bat wings erupt. As soon as she starts to fly, she leaves her legs behind with blood, uh, blood dripping from her entrails. You wait until the creature is out of sight. And you start to pour the salt on the legs. That will stop her from hiding anymore. Now, you'll stop her from hurting another person ever again. Welcome to Creepy Critters. My name is Jesse, and with me today is a new face, Sawyer. Hey, thanks for having me. Well, thank you for showing up for a, albeit very last minute thing. <laughs> but, <laughs> no, this is awesome. Yeah, but um, so you have a podcast. If you'd like to do a little uh, plugging up front, yeah, uh, I'm one of the one of three hosts of the show uh, called What Are You Worried About. It's a show where me and my two friends, Rick and Carly, talk about our crazy, weird, uh, irrational anxieties, which we have a lot of. Oddly enough, we a- end up talking about cryptids quite a bit, so it's <laughs> it's actually <laughs> kind of a natural fit for me to be here. Uh, oddly enough, I have no fear, like, fears based off cryptids. A lot of people flipping me over stuff when I'm not... F- looking don't know where i got that fear very prevalent in my life well that that is insanely irrational and i love it uh it's great it's exactly the kind of thing that we do on on that show uh i'll be definitely listening to more of it i have not listened to a full episode yet but it's definitely something that's up my alley because it's nice to know that i'm not the only person out there who may have been scared to go into his bedroom because he left a flashlight on underneath his bed and thought it was a portal to the monster <laughs> room. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, that's um, that's insane. Uh, but you're not the only one. It turns out everybody has crazy things that they uh, that they're that they're worried about. There was about two weeks when I was a child that I was scared to go into my room because I dropped a flashlight underneath the bed, and because I have had an overactive real a- imagination. And was scared of literally anything that moved. Um, I thought it was just an open portal Port- for monsters. W- was it on the whole time? Yes, it was. Okay. The, thing, <laughs> the reason why the reason why I figured out it was a flashlight is because the light finally ran out. Okay, yeah. And I was just like, well, now those monsters won't grab me if I go in my bed. <laughs> and it was just a flashlight. Yeah, that's a good battery, though. If it's two weeks straight and uh, not running out, it, you know, that's good. Let's just say I'm just filled with anxieties. There's a reason why I have an anxiety disorder right now. It probably manifested this way in very specific ways as a child. <laughs> but speaking of things that cause lots of anxiety, the creature we're going to be talking about today. So first, so we're going to have a twofer on this. And I'm probably going to be doing this for a lot of the... Uh, Cryptids from the Philippines, just because there's a lot of similar cryptids, but are in, that are interesting in different ways. So, are they like, uh, are they are they like common themes from the same area, or is it like that partners partnering up to 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 rain terror on the people? 
Let's just say there's a whole class of cryptids over there that are just blood-sucking mini-versions of the big <laughs> blood <sucking. laughs> that, That's the crazy thing is because, like, I'm sure they have enough things to worry about that are real, right? That suck blood and probably eat you uh, in the islands, right? Uh, well, well, we'll get we'll get into that a little bit because I feel like some of these you can kind of, like, specifically point out why that they're there. Mm-hmm. Why they are there? Yeah, uh, we'll get to that. But at this moment, these are real. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, one hundred percent. I believe. But we're going to be talking about. I think one of the only cryptids that maybe have like any play outside of the Philippines. Okay, um, interesting. We're going to be talking about first the Mana Nagal. Mana Nagal. Yes, it is a. Um, it's a sighted creature in the Philippines, which means. There's one story from an actual person. <laughs> okay, cool. And it is an evil, man-eating, and blood-sucking monster. It is described as hideous, scary, and usually female. And it is also capable of severing its upper torso and spouting huge bat wings to fly through the air uh, at night in search of its victims. All right. Uh, first of all, I have a, I have multiple questions. One, so this is like humanoid. This isn't like a, a weird looking dog or like a um, some sort of, I don't know, lizard. As humanoid as you can get from being someone as being something that leaves its legs behind and has its entail, entrails just kind of floating underneath. That was my it. second question. What's the benefit <laughs> of, of ripping yourself in half? Well, we'll get to that. Okay, all right. We'll get to <laughs> all right, that. I want to jump the gun. Sorry. Yeah. Actually, no, that's not even in this. Actually, no, no, it is. It is. All right. No. Okay. So, um, the, uh, the world, the, sorry, the word mana nagal comes from the, and I always say this wrong. I always want to say it tag along, but it's not that. It's top. Tagalog, right? To call. Tagalog? Tagalog. Tagalog. That's it. Something. Yeah. Yeah. So it comes from a word, uh, Tagal, which means to remove or separate. Makes sense. And and it literally translates into remover or separator. (laughs) Or one who who separates itself. God, that's so badass. So here's the thing that makes them scary and why I think a lot of people... Why this kind of showed up as uh, cryptid, mm-hmm. but at the moment these are totally real, so I'm not going to get it. Yeah, 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 <laughs> but, for sure. yeah. But it's said that they mostly prey on sleeping pregnant women. Ooh, they use their elongated proboscis-like tongue to suck out the hearts of the fetus or the blood of the uh, someone who is sleeping. Dang, <laughs> that's insane. That's brutal. <laughs> yeah, their severed lower torsos is le- torso is left standing. And is said to be the more vulnerable of the two halves. If you sprinkle salt or smear gar- uh, crushed garlic or ash on its standing torso, it's fatal to the it, creature. It does it, it takes out the whole part, not just the bottom half. Yeah, well, we'll get well. The, okay, so the, the reason why because <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. the upper torso would not be able to rejoin itself; and oh, it will die okay. by sunrise. Ooh, it's it's known to hide in volcanic uh, caves by day. They look like normal humans until till at night because they kind of hide in plain sight. Um, some of these, uh, it's said that they they're known to hide in volcanic day uh, caves by days. But I also have read stories of people basically accusing people of being one of these, right? So like to your, get them your out. Neighbor that's like a little shifty might be might be one of these, right? Like. They're, you know, maybe they're just looking at you funny and you think that that's, that's, that's the guy that's, or, or the, or the woman, they're a crazy, uh, separator that's going to split their body in half. Yeah. And the thing, the thing that makes this one actually kind of one of the scarier, uh, cryptids, at least in, in, uh, concept. Anyway. Okay. 
Because almost anything could just, like, anything. Like, yeah. I mean, a five-year-old could just, wielding a knife could just tear something up, you know? <laughs> and that's terrifying. Like, well, that is terrifying. Yeah. Like, but, um, like, you know, just about anything could just be like, hey, I'm, I have a claws and I cut you up. <laughs> this one, this, this specifically doesn't want to kill. Oh, okay. People. It it basically is like a flying abortion clinic, <laughs> like involuntary abortion clinic, which oh, makes no. it awful. Yeah, yeah wow. Because it, it's one of its main thing is the hearts of fetuses. Yeah, really. Which That's is like very specific, <laughs> incredibly specific, and like the most vulnerable thing probably that there is, like in society, is a is, is a little baby or a it, yeah. It, also, not to get lured in here, but it has an elongated <laughs> proboscis, which means it's also being incredibly invasive Ugh. whenever it's sucking out the heart. I, didn't, See, I yeah, didn't think about that. You probably didn't think about that. Uh, but that's... it's horrifying. Because it's <laughs> oh, no. also not because it's super invasive. Yes, yes. It it basically makes stillborns. It's fetuses. Yeah. And it only it only goes after the people who are sleeping. Fuck man, that's like a it's like something out of Alien. It sounds like, yeah. like just a real crazily sort of suggestive and and invasive monster. And it's it's like real messed up. Yeah, real <laughs> messed up. It, it's one of the scarier ones. Now there is one that is specifically one of the worst ones I've heard. I don't know who's going to take it willingly, but someone's going to. I'm going to force it on someone. <laughs> but like, I mean, that's not the worst one because mm -hmm. there is a worse one. I mean, there's all, there always is a worst one, regardless. Yeah. So far, I've not reached the top after the one I'm talking about. I've not <laughs> I mean, topped the one I'm talking about. Because this is this is insane. I've you know most cryptids. When I think of a cryptid, I think of like uh, like a Sasquatch. He's like in the background, and he maybe he disrupts your camp campground or or whatever. Or a chupacabra, you know, you know, drains the the blood from your goats. But this is uh very specific and very brutal. Um. It's like I don't even want to get into like all this stuff because like it's it's just a lot of I can understand why this is a creature that yeah. was made. Mm -hmm. Um, so the legend of the uh, Manamagog, Mana, sorry, Mana Nagal, is popular in the Fish Aeon, uh region of the Philippines. There's uh, varying accounts of the features of a, of a monogal, but like uh, most vampires and aswangs, which aswangs are very similar, but they are slightly different. Yeah, I feel like I've heard the name, but I'm not really familiar with yeah. what that is. They are said to abhor garlic and, garlic and salt. They also avoid daggers, light, vinegar, spices, and the tail of the stingray. Which can be fashioned into a whip. <laughs> the tail of the stingray. That's, oh man. Uh, first of all, great weapon. Stingray uh, tail whip. I, I love that. But also, I, is there a reason for why the, the tail of the stingray is their, their bane? Did not get any of that. Because that's cool. <laughs> that's, just, that's just interesting. No, no, it is cool. And yeah. it, like, because the rest of the, because they're basically just vampires. Yeah. A different type of vampire. Um. Well, actually, I would say a more brutal, a brutal, a brutal version of, of the European <laughs> vampire, which technically, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to just, I don't know if people know this, um, but the idea of uh, the vampires that we know of now yeah. didn't come around until like very late 1800s. Right. With like uh, Bram Stoker and stuff. Right? Yeah. 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 He just and like kind of. I, oh man! Because vampire, because vampires originally, they were pretty much the blame for like all of the like really bad, like diseases, like mm -hmm. uh, like why the one that I'm thinking of for some reason is not going ahead tuberculosis and stuff okay. like that. Yeah, right for sure. <laughs> and and the only real the only real thing that was like similar is that they were supposedly undead, and that mm -hmm. they feed on on life force but they yeah. wouldn't suck people's blood out they basically just make people sick it was just like an energy thing right there like if yeah. you're that you're around them they're sapping out your your good vibes and making you get tuberculosis and you die of the consumption which is yeah. also great it's not as sexy as uh sucking blood and biting on necks yeah and every like i've because 
if you haven't if you haven't read Bram Stoker's uh, Dracula like the book it is basically it's basically almost written like past I think the past past the Episcopal version of it like the the first part of it where they're just writing letters mm-hmm. it's basically written almost like a uh like a James Patterson thing where it's just <laughs> okay. some people where people are just like it's just a group of people dudes just taking out something yeah yeah <laughs> for like, sure. it, it's it's very it's it's very reminiscent of kind of um I don't know if it was considered a classic when it first came out yeah, I don't really know the historical context of it. I don't uh, know. Much, I have to, but, but like, it feels very much like almost like a um one of those paperbacks, like your dad reads, right? Like watching some sort it's CIS, yeah, pulp crime novel. Or <laughs> yeah, it, it's yeah. it's like it's it's written very like it's it because I think although a lot of people like probably would compare it to Frankenstein, but Frankenstein is nowhere close to the <laughs> that Dracula has. <laughs> yeah. Like Dracula is just basically like yo, Van Helsing. <laughs> Right, lady with a typewriter. Other people who hunt vampires. Let's kick this dude's ass. <laughs> All right, hell yeah. So, I would suggest reading it. It's actually a pretty quick read. All right. Once you yeah. get past the first 50 pages, I want to say. Okay. I'll have to check it out. <laughs> yeah. Modern day vampires weren't really a thing for a long time. And honestly, I think that these may have been earlier than modern day vampires. Because what what Bram Stoker did is he brought a bunch of different vampire things, yeah, from archetypes or whatever archetypes together. from yeah. around the world. Because almost every culture has a form of a vampire of some sort. Right. You have like the the you know, succubi and incubi and and those sorts of things. And uh, yeah. And. Uh, Honestly, I don't know any of the other ones, but yeah, I, I get the idea. Like, yeah, well, these are definitely one of them. But like, yeah. but I, I, it makes sense. I think this makes sense yeah. as as a creature that would pop up. But <laughs> so let's talk about one of the sightings. All right, this is a uh, so real life. Someone has seen this, placed it. Uh, it's documented. It's real. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> It's definitely a sighting. Okay, all right. So, it's an excerpt. So, the sighting is, uh, that I'm reading from is an excerpt from Dajal, but it looks like DJ Hall. Um, <laughs> um, DJ Hall in the house. He is a uh, manager, currently, at a uh, Byron, Indonesia. At Byron, Indonesia. It's basically like a, a hotel chain. Okay, yeah. Um, I had a real experience seeing this monster. I was a young boy at that time. Uh, at that time, and our house was a small bur- uh, was in a small burio, which is a small town. Mm-hmm. Um, only a few neighbors, with only a few neighbors surrounded by trees. The wife of our neighbor was pregnant, and at the time, their house was a small hut with windows that can- couldn't be closed, which simply means you could see the stars. In their house during the nighttime, it was a very noisy uh, midnight that I couldn't sleep. Our neighbor's dogs kept howling in our backyard, so I checked it. It slightly, I slightly opened the windows good enough to uh, for my eyes to see everything outside. I'm fast, I'm fascinated because the moon was so bright and there was no dogs in our backyard. So I looked at our neighbor's house. And there I saw the howling dogs, but when I looked in our, uh, but when I looked at the window, I saw something dark floating. It was like a person floating horizontally, facing our neighbor's open window. I was very scared because it was hard to describe the dark floating thing. Even the surrounding was clear, even though the surroundings were clear. I closed the window and went straight to my bed, cover, uh, covering myself with the pillow to sleep again. The next day, I talked to my friend about what happened last night, and he asked, uh, and I asked him if there was anything unusual that happened in their house uh, that night. He said that he and his siblings were guarding their mother at the time, and they were very aware of possible attacks of an Oswang. He told me he had stepped in something like a hairy tail, and he'd thrown garlic onto it, and then it suddenly disappeared. He just happened to have garlic on hand? 
well, the person who was guarding their mother. Oh, okay. Oh, from, okay. from the vampire. You, okay, so there was someone on guard, garlic in hand, ready to. Okay, all right. So, again, like, sure. Yeah. So <laughs> this, you said this was like pretty recent, right? This person is a manager at a hotel. Yeah. At, at the moment, so this was like, like I mean, it was when he was a child, so I'm yeah. not sure when. But this but... wasn't like 1875 or <laughs> no, no. Or... This, okay, this was cool. a fairly recent one. I want to get something that was fairly recent. Yeah, that's at least that's within cool. living memory. Yeah, you know, because like uh, it seems like in general, this is a statement that I really have no evidence to, <laughs> to back up. But like you know, with cell phones and everything, like it seems like you would get more evidence but there's less but like hearing modern stuff is always pretty cool it's like the stuff's still out there yeah and and uh don't get me wrong like cryptid stuff some of it is true yeah. like i'm not saying it like i'm not saying like the you know like the tripardero which is you know a gun bird yeah is real <laughs> yeah, but like yeah. <laughs> but like uh but like mountain lions used to be cryptids right exactly yeah and so we're like venus flytraps oh really <laughs> and stuff like that yeah yeah because there's also crypto bot- botany Crypto, yeah yeah, they, yeah for there's sure. not a lot to it though but i love it and i wish there's just a little bit more a little bit more yeah just oh, whoa check out this well yeah because like when people were you know traveling to new places and going to islands that you know, people had never gone to before. They first document this crazy plant, and someone doesn't get it quite right, or they're just sort of astonished because they've never seen anything like that. Or before. the person was just lying. Or they're just lying. <laughs> yeah, which is honestly most of them. Honestly. Most of them are. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa! Did you see this crazy plant? It had six arms, and it spoke to me in a different did you language. See this, did you see this man-eating plant? Yeah. <laughs> this no, this man-eating tree. It just grabs people and just. Molsters at all, but it's yeah, and it's razor sharp <laughs> because they what they really don't want us like they don't want to tell the actual story of their journey, which is they probably were sick most of the time and just had a really bad time. Well, let me tell you something that I know 100% happened at least one time. So, there are a category of trees that may be overshot protecting itself a little bit. All right, you know, it's like it's like those uh, weird white dudes that have like an arsenal. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, but like this is a tree form. Yeah, over overcompensating just a little bit. Yeah, it, yeah. it these trees kind of pop up on most continents. Well, one of the man-eating tree. I'm not going to get too far into this, but but the there is a man-eating, but the man-eating tree, quote unquote, was actually cited supposedly by Spanish adventurers in in America. Yeah, they're really really reliable people the the spanish <laughs> the spanish adventurers to the united states yeah uh, so but there's a tree in in florida that it's not as deadly as the version of it in australia but mm-hmm. it's still very bad you cannot so first off it's fruit bearing if you eat that fruit you'll probably die oh if you touch it you'll be paralyzed oh shit if you burn it all that stuff it's airborne Oh no! So like your first, yeah, your first idea is like, all right, we, all right, guys, we gotta take out this tree. It's killing all the people and paralyzing because they want to climb it, so they burn it down. Literally, all you can do is put a fence around and say, "No one touch this; you will die." Oh, <laughs> and and like you know, like I could see that being a cryptid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Because honestly. You know, before I before I had like verifiable evidence, murder trees were a thing I just thought existed in fiction, and that was it. Yeah. No. And, and the thing is, the ones that like, exist in real life more murderous than the ones in fiction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. You, like sometimes truth is stranger than fiction, as I uh, have always said, and I invented that saying. Yeah. Um, it was only you. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, that was the first one. time I've ever heard it. <laughs> like. Like I, I don't know where they got that. I don't know, like if someone overheard you when they made the, uh, made that one Will Ferrell. That movie. Will Ferrell movie, yeah. I was, uh, I was an executive producer on that film. Oh, well, that I was mean, me. <laughs> you're in a very lavish house right now. Like, I, I see your, I see your servants walking around in the background, so that's yes. probably why. Hey, another round of drinks for me, please. Thanks. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it's so, so like. 
I forgot where I was going. I just want to talk about murder trees. <laughs> murder trees. I, I love them. <laughs> but I love me a murder tree. But don't get me wrong. I love, I love me a murder plant. Yes. Like, what that's just like, hey, humans, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. I'm sick of your not shit. Not even humans. Yeah. Not even humans. Hey, nature. Anything, existence yeah. itself. Fuck you. I'm here. Yeah. If you do anything, I'll kill you. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm generally not very pro-murder. I've been on record as saying I'm not a fan of murder. But if it's a plant, I'll, I'll give it to it, you know? Go murder away. <laughs> to quote, <laughs> guy. To quote a podcast that I'm a big fan of. Soft yes on genocide, white genocide. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, absolutely, one hundred percent. I'll go so, on record as saying a soft yes for white genocide. <laughs> so, like, soft yes. Well, there's actually a group. I think it's called like the Five Percenters or whatever. It mm. is like a, um, it's a, uh, it's on the edge, very edge of like black supremacy. Okay. Like on the, like on the far edge of it, and like. Don't get me wrong, like, I'm not a big fan of, like, supremacy of any r- way, whatever, but then you get some weird stuff when I, once you get outside of white supremacy. Because <laughs> white supremacy is boring. I know I know all that stuff. I could pretty much cite to you everything they're going to say. Yeah, it, it's it's boring, but it's also terrifying at the same <laughs> no, time. No, it's terrifying. Yes, yes. It's boring and terrifying, but, you know, well, yeah, it's, it's, it's weird right. how whenever you make have a president that makes it, you know... Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. Right. Becomes- it's, it's terrifying because you know what they can do, but it's boring because they're wearing polo shirts and carrying tiki torches. <laughs> and people people who clearly have gout saying they're superior, uh, that they're like the superior race. Yeah. And then they have the best genes. Oh my god. Okay, sorry. <laughs> now we're going to get into a thing. <laughs> oh, now I just want to clown on someone I know specifically. <laughs> but yeah, as long as you change the name, I think it's fine. Oh no! I'd clown on him. Specific. I'll give you his address. I don't care. <laughs> like, but I'll eventually get back to talking about the the Philippines and yes. their blood sucking peoples. Um, I saw a person. This is the first time I ever saw this. Who had a Nazi juggalo? <laughs> no, like not thing. the juggalo. No, and the thing is, the thing is, thing is, like. I have I have a certain respect for parts of uh, juggalo culture. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Because, yes. like, honestly, like for the most part, they are very open about a lot of stuff. They're mm-hmm. just really, really brash about it. Yeah, yeah, for like, sure. They're super okay with like they're s- like they're lefties without the they're lefties without the um vocabulary yeah, right they, they haven't read Most marx or angles <laughs> but yeah like they have solidarity the, and you know and like the, they're extremely mo- open right exactly like, and and like they are and like and like they're really open to like you know people being gay and yeah, just 100 they're yeah. they're they're okay with people they're just a little brash about it and i wish they'd you know maybe get rid of some of the terminology but <laughs> you know for the most part they're good i yeah. never but I, the first time i ever met a nazi juggalo mm. i'm just like what that's yeah. not the way they stand for no <laughs> i'm pretty sure in one of their songs they say fuck nazis yeah right that's not <laughs> what the hatchet stands for man <laughs> but but i saw that yeah so that was a thing. Yeah, I need to get out in the world. But yeah. <clears throat> speaking of things that okay. are better than yeah, the Nazi, Nazi jugglers. <laughs> I think most things are probably better than Nazi jugglers. Come on, what would Violent J say? <laughs> Shaggy too dope would not think that's too dope. No, that's not very dope at all. Let's talk about a creature that maybe follows them, follows these uh, people around. These little. Uh, monologues around okay so they they have a sidekick sometimes okay depends Hmm. they have some but we'll we'll get into that all right they had there's a dog creature type thing called this sigbin or the sigbin depending on it is the difference is an irony sigbin yep and because i am from kentucky they're going to sound the same. Always. <laughs> yeah, I, was never gonna, I don't hear a difference. <laughs> they're never, it's never going to be different. Right. <laughs> and how dare you try to change me? <laughs> but uh, it's a creature in the Philippines. Okay. That says it come out at night to suck the blood of their victims. Uh, suck the blood of victims from their shadows. Whoa. Okay. So they're not physically touching the, the, the victims, but they're going after the shadows. 
is what you're telling me. No, no, they suck the blood, but they just do it in a very sneaky way. Oh, uh, okay, from the shadows, not... Uh, from from okay. their shadows. Okay, no, all right. No, no, not the shadows, their shadows, the victim shadows. Okay. Wait, Makes so they're sense? hiding in the shadows? Of the people that they're sucking the blood okay, from. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> my, my first thought was they're sucking blood from a shadow, which... It's a little hard for me to believe. I've been with you this far. Uh, that, but, okay, so they hide in the person's shadow and yeah. then suck the blood, yeah. which is pretty smart. That's very sneaky. Yeah. We'll be talking about, uh, we'll be talking about a creature later whose only deal is it just peeps on you and it just, <laughs> real good at hiding. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, his, it's just, his name's just Jerry. <laughs> it's Jerry. He's kind of skinny and really, real good at hiding. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it is said to walk backwards with its head lowered between its hind legs, and has the ability to become invisible to other creatures, especially humans. Mm. Okay, <clears throat> so uh, in the the creepy dogs episode of of Creepy Creators, there was a like a corgi dog that also walked backwards. Um, that was like a crazy lumberjack story. I don't remember what the name of that dog was. Uh, but the T. Kedler? Yeah, I think no, so. So I, what's what's the deal with walking backwards? That's not very frightening or I, effective even, I think, right? Like you can't see where you're going. Oh, but it also can turn invisible. So like, oh, okay, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> They're just I doing don't it for like, style. I, I don't like how your shaming it's for it for its lifestyle. No, you know? I was I was actually more just curious than anything. Like they they have to be walking backwards for a reason. I want to know what the reason is. You, it's like you haven't <laughs> heard any of the episodes I talked about for all these creatures. Like one of them walks backwards. The tea kettler walks backwards by choice. It could walk forward all at once. Okay, all right. <laughs> yeah. It just chooses to walk backwards. And I can respect that. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So they don't need to make sense. No. These are basically <laughs> alien beings. Okay, so it, w- it walks backwards. It can be invisible. Yeah, especially to humans. Okay, so um, then how, how do people... S- so sometimes, though, it's not always invisible. Otherwise, they wouldn't see it walking backwards. We'll, right? we'll get to that. Oh, sorry. I was- <laughs> Okay. It's like oh, it's, <laughs> don't like it's it's like whenever like there's a uh, someone's telling a story about a person who died, <laughs> and you're just like, how do you know that story? Okay, yeah. it's just, we're going by the same logic there. Okay, all right. Like like it's just like you, you're telling a story of someone who died who never got a story out. Yeah, right. It's the it's the movie where everyone dies, uh, but they made a movie about it, so no one really knows what happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, resembles resembles a horn, hornless goat. Uh, all the drawings that I've seen of it, the artist renditions, draw them as dogs. So I kind of go with that. But what is a goat but just a horned dog? Exactly. I've been saying it for years. They're basically <laughs> the same thing. Yeah. This is something that goes through my head, and again, I'm like my lay my soul out right yes, now. Yes. Yes. But like, honestly, part of one of the things that goes through my head whenever I see like a four legged creature is like, hey, look at that weird dog or weird cat. <laughs> yep, yep, exactly. Yes. <laughs> like, it's either a weird dog or weird cat. And then there and then there's and then there's birds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I my wife and I have a similar thing where we um generally describe other animals as combinations of two animals. So like it's a rat a rat bear or like a a rat, I don't know, rat dog or something like that. So, like, you can get to you. I, I can see where you're coming from. You, you know, a, a, a dog is the base mold by which other animals are formed. Exactly. Yes. Does it have four legs? It's obviously a dog or a cat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. You, got, you sold. I'm sold. Yeah. Horses are just badly built dogs that are yeah. dumb and I hate. <laughs> Real big, fast dogs. <laughs> fast that, dogs. That's a horse. <laughs> but so um okay hornless hornless goat yeah and it has very large large ears which it can clap like a pair of hands <laughs> okay and a long flexible tail that can be used like a whip and it's also said to emit a nauseating odor mm. which is uh, goats kind of already smell pretty good but this See, is I'm- more of like a defense or a weapon Weaponized stink. I, I, I think it just smells. It okay. probably doesn't have a shower. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's not fortunate enough. To, 
to like, bathe I mean, regularly. I, t- I take showers every day, but if it's like over 70, like I get a little stank on me. So like, you know, maybe they just have bad BO. Yeah. I, you know, I sweat all the time, but I'm also cursed with smell blindness. So I don't really know. I'm just kind of winging it all the time. <laughs> Yeah. Well, <laughs> well suppose well I, it wasn't until fairly recently we put such a uh, high priority on smelling good, quote unquote good as so. a, as a culture or a society or as as human beings. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but, well, we didn't really have the luxury of smelling good until what 60 years ago <laughs> maybe. So well, what I'm saying is that you know, maybe we're trying to suppress just like normal human things sometimes, and sometimes people smell a little bit, uh, bit a little bit stronger. But yeah, at the same time, absolutely, they still have value. Yes, but at the, also at the same time, that one kid definitely needed to take a shower once <laughs> in a while. <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> it goes beyond uh, you know trying to break break the bonds of of society and just like, mm, like maybe just take some, <laughs> like like like. Just specific, like, or do something else. Yeah. Like, just try something. So, but whatever. Um, okay. Okay. Sorry. So I'm, again, I'm talking about a very specific person. <laughs> Is it the uh, same person? No. Okay. All right. No, I haven't. I haven't gotten close enough to the to the. Um, I haven't gotten close to the person who thinks he's the master race. Um, <laughs> Enough to know what his smell game is like. <laughs> Unfortunately, I've smelled some some master race people, and you know what? Uh, they don't smell very good. Yeah. So yeah. hear that Nazi? You stink. <laughs> <laughs> this official official stance. Of yes. Creepy critters. You stink. <laughs> um, but it's believed to uh, come forth from its lair during Holy Week, searching for children. That it will kill for their hearts, which it fashions into amulets. Amulets. So it's just like, yo, it's Hope Week. <laughs> Where <laughs> the kids at? <laughs> uh, man, just imagine, like, you know, it's a couple days before Holy Week. They're like really getting themselves psyched up to go out and harvest children hearts. <laughs> I think it's going to be a real good year this year, Martha. Uh, <laughs> so many kids <laughs> like, out there. <laughs> can you imagine? Can you imagine being like, being like, it's just like. Yay, finally. I'm not yeah. a child anymore. <laughs> yeah. I will get stalked after. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> I'm finally a man. My heart's still intact. What's the cutoff point? Here's the thing. What's the cutoff point for a child? Because, like, cause, again, we're talking about things that, you know, used to not be a thing. Right, absolutely, the, uh, yeah. Teenagers used to not be a thing. Mm-hmm. Not until the, um, actually not really until... We got unions, right? Yeah, oh, for sure, right? Yeah. You you used to you went from like being breastfed to working in the fields or the factory, and then you became a man to, or woman. Yeah, and then going to war and then dying. <laughs> basically, yeah, because yeah. like for for a while, like if you're like fourteen and capable, you're pretty much just a man. Yeah, at one hundred percent, and 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 also, unfortunately, if you're fourteen and capable of bearing children, you are a woman. Yeah, well, like yes, unfortunately, yeah. Which which is something they brought up in Little House of the Prairie, like the show. Oh, very, really? Yeah, they did. It, they, did they handle it? Handle it well? They handled it in a way that they did. They weren't like apologizing for it, yeah. or anything, but they definitely weren't also like glorifying it either. Which like, it, it was yeah. very matter of factly done. Yeah, and Little House on the Prairie was like what the seventies or yeah, which you know even back then. Still a little iffy. A lot of people, a lot of not great ideas. It's still a little iffy, but at the same time, like, they did a pretty good job at showing, like, because Laura Ingle was, like, maybe, like, 14 when she got married to, I want to say Tom or whatever, and she became, like, a teacher and everything. Oh, man. And, like, they were just showing, like, the reality of, like, how, like, you were, because, like, the idea of being a child wasn't really a thing until- That was a thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And again, fairly recent. So yeah. maybe people need to stop thinking we're so great. <laughs> no, I, I, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. I, I'd say, so like today, 25 maybe? I don't know. I, I, I still feel like even at that point, your brain isn't fully developed. You're making a lot of dumb calls. It's... But really, like, really, all you do when you turn into an adult is you just wing it a little bit better. 
Right, exactly. It. Yeah, right. Like, I've been I've been paying my own bills and feeding myself for the last like less than ten, like eight years or yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. I've been feeding, paying my bills. Like you know, I haven't been homeless or anything. Like I still they're like I don't know. No, I still feel like a giant t- <laughs> child. Yeah, I still, I still get angry when I die out buying a Isaac because I dodged the wrong way. Like I feel yeah. like that's not a thing an adult does. I still, uh, you know, get candy cereals or treat myself to M and M's. So um, well, I sometimes, sometimes I just buy a bag of. Sometimes I buy a bag of Reese's and just call that my bill for the entire day. Yeah, absolutely. This is all I need. It's got all the essentials. It's got protein, um, d- d- dairy, <laughs> maybe I don't know. Yeah, I'm an adult. Tangent over. I don't know how to segue. <laughs> we're we're going back. <laughs> so, uh, speaking, holy week. <laughs> speaking of children <laughs> who get their hearts uh, taken out of their heart, they're according to legend. Uh, there are families known as the Sigbana, those who own Sigbin, who possesses the power to command these creatures. Oh damn. And they keep the Sigbin in jars made of clay. Which means they get some real sick amulets around <laughs> Holy Week, which is just like, man, like, does it want a child heart amulet? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so they have the child heart amulets because they've they've mastered the, the things? Or? I have not read all the legends of that. I, like, yeah. I just kind of, because I just do like basic research for mm-hmm. these. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, yeah, like no, I don't know if they they have to have them though because the Sigmids do this. Yeah, yeah, for sure, right. So by by proxy, they they have the hearts of children on amulets. Which I mean, also I mean, okay, so you're probably taught the whole thing, like you know your hand, your your heart's about the size of your fist, right? Yep. Even if you like, even if you get like a child, that's still a pretty beefy amulet. Yeah, yeah, for I sure. Because like, 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 I'm just thinking about how big, like, because like that would weigh a bit, also, because that's right, a very yeah. dense muscle. Yeah, it's like you have the hope how, diamond on your neck. How are they preparing these hearts into amulet? This okay. Now we need to get into this. <laughs> so here we make. So let's say, let's say you're a segment. Okay. okay. Yep. It's holy week. Yeah, I'm, see, I'm pumped. See, I'm ready to go little, out. You see a little five-year-old just waddling. You're just like, waddle, waddle, waddle. Right. Just like, nice and chubby. You know, you can tell that, you know, he's having a great week. Yeah. Then you <laughs> do whatever you need to do to get his heart out. I okay, don't know. Right, yeah. I, you know, uh, I don't know what... I have a tail that turns into a whip and I can clap my ears like hands. I would probably startle the child with the claps and then whip him to death. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, what, however, however, yeah, however, you know. okay. All right. How, however, you <laughs> I can do. keep going down you, this fantasy, maybe, but I probably maybe shouldn't. You, maybe you learned how to hold a gun with your tail. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm going, like, however, you kill this child, this five-year-old pudgy child that's just waddling, yeah, waddling out of his mother's hut on Holy Week. How how do you fashion your ambulance? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's a good question. Like, do they know the basics of taxidermy? <laughs> like, I feel they, like they do. They do they have the chemicals n- required to, like, you know, prepare a heart so it's not just rotting? Or maybe the, the rotting is 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 part of it. Maybe they like the, that. Well, the Philippines are they have like marshy bits, don't they? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe they preserve it. Maybe they like kind of desiccate it. Yeah, through like leaving it in like a kind of a marshy area. Yeah. Do you preserve it like the old uh, like peat bog mummy kind of guys? Yeah, like yeah. they do that. Like maybe it's not like an immediate thing. Maybe it's just like you know, like it's kind of like how like tree like Christmas tree lots like have like years, <laughs> right? Yeah, it takes you a couple of years to grow a tree, man. Yeah, like that would you know if it's your first Holy Week, right? You you take a kid down, you got its heart, and then you got to wait a couple of years for the <laughs> for the heart to dry out. I think that's. That's yeah, but, but like I, f- I feel like I feel like I would go with like a with like a nice like be like hemp hemp necklace with like net beads. Yeah, that's like, a good look lo- with like local beads though. Like, right, not, very not lo- like, yeah, locally yeah, like sourced, lo- locally sourced beads. Because again, like all this is locally sourced. Yeah, fair trade so from child fair trade from beads. child to hemp and everything. <laughs> yes, organic hemp. Yeah, yeah, I like that. You know, I I think I would like to do some metal work. Um, 
maybe find a local artisan that can can craft um, just so like a nice sort of metal wiring around it as a framework and hold it in place. Oh, you know that oh, could be pretty cool. You know what I'm thinking? What's uh, up? Have you watched Game of Thrones? Yes. Yeah. Okay. You know the uh, the Fire God's sigil there. Uh, I I think I do. Yeah, it's like a heart, and it has like flames mm-hmm, and stuff, mm-hmm, and it mm-hmm. kind of looks like there's like a cage. Yeah, like okay, maybe yeah, maybe yeah, make yeah, it something sure. like that for an amulet. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I feel, I feel like you know, yeah, I feel I feel like we'd be some like just just walking around with some like choice childhood amulet, <laughs> <Yes>. super Sigmund. <laughs> oh, check out that badass Sigmund over there. <laughs> <laughs> what he has three child hearts. <laughs> How did he do that? Yeah, we are uh, tiny dogs. How do we do this? How so, do do- uh, yeah, it, uh, that was a question. Is like, are you one and done, or do you keep collecting them? You got to catch them all, sort of. I don't see. I don't know because, like, the more children you take out, the less supply you have. Yeah, that's true. Right. But again, a- <laughs> but again, like, when do you? Well, also, another thing. <laughs> Sorry, we're an hour into recording this, basically. <laughs> oh like, now we're caught up on this. But I just, I just, you know, I need to know. Yeah. I, I need to know. Okay, so. So do you wait for the child to almost be an adult and then then take the I don't heart? know what's what's the good heart? What's the best heart? What's the See, best that's quality the thing. I don't heart? Know. I think it might I think it might be depending on what you want to make. <laughs> like, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> like I mean if you want to make like a bracelet or something, you probably want like a little, a like, little heart. Like, yeah. like yeah. a three year old or yeah, whatever. Right. Man. But like but uh, like you still want it big enough to like still look cool, right? If you're doing exactly. like an amulet, right? And like, and I guess you also have to do you case out the joint as well. <laughs> do you case out the children? Because you could be invisible, so like you could do some like scouting. You yeah, absolutely. I would I would say like multiple days of recon, see when they're coming in, when they're coming out, and then you know uh, just wait for the right time and get that heart. <laughs> I think I think probably I wouldn't want a teenager heart. Because they have all the hormones and just like they're always angry all the time, and, and probably, they're also basically just adults. As yeah, well, right. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. So, but you know, that's probably not a great heart. You don't want that that teenager also, heart. Also, also, are you are you looking for like how what shape what shape the children are in? Like, <laughs> do you, like, do you do what do you what you know like at the fit child's heart, or do you what like you know that like Toby Little John who's just kind of waddling around being an adorable little child. <laughs> Again, I think there's probably like a like a medium, like a, a middle there. That's probably like the sweet spot. But you know, you don't want to like too much like extra stuff on the heart. But I don't really know. I, I don't see the thing is you have to hmm. see. I think it all depends on how you prepare the heart for the amulet as yeah. well. But so we've been like I think we literally have been talking about this for about ten minutes. <laughs> but but whatever. Uh, so but the aswang, the aswangs are <laughs> sorry, also sorry. said <laughs> to keep them as pets. Along with other mystical creatures, such as a bird named the Wakwak or Wekwek. is it, that's and that's a mythical bird. That's yeah. Okay, it's the Wakwak right, cool. or Wekwek. Wekwek. Also, a swan is uh, uh, onomatopoeic as well. Oh, is that they're called a sound that because that it makes? the wings make a swan? Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, it, there's speculation that the uh, that the legend is based on sightings of an actual animal creature that uh species that is rarely seen um it may be related to the kangaroo don't understand that but, <laughs> okay mm-hmm. so <laughs> uh, all right and with a recent discovery of the uh in the island of Bernio of the cat fox a potentially new species of carnivores having its hind leg that hind legs that are much longer than front legs Whoa. it may have been sighting of the cat fox Huh. I've never even heard of cat fox. I like it already. Just those two animals are great. Separately, throw them together. I can imagine you're getting a pretty cool animal. I'm, f- I'm just thinking of just a regional variant of cat dog on that one. <laughs> yeah. just- one is a, one is a, is a fox. The other end is a cat. Yeah. I'd watch it. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> Which the one a- a- episode of cat dog that sticks in my head more than anything is I hate bottle episodes. Okay. Because they give me a lot of anxiety. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. And one of them, and one of the, and I figured this out very early as a child, <laughs> uh, because one of the episodes of Cat Dog is where they get kind of stuck in the middle of, they get stuck in this like s- 
town, small town. Yeah, I think I remember that's this around. One. That's like that has constant traffic going around it, mm. and they can't get out until the traffic subsides. Yeah, and I remember that episode giving me so much anxiety <laughs> as a child. <laughs> Because they're worried, because they just wanted to get home. Yeah, right. You just want a cat dog to be all good and, and back in their in also, their. Also, place. the episode of uh, SpongeBob where they get stuck in the deep, the deep part at the, um, because they miss because they missed the bus stop they were supposed to do, so they're at the end of the line. Oh man, After I don't the, know. I, I don't know if I've seen that one. It gives me so much. I get. I'm getting anxiety <laughs> thinking about it. Bottle episodes <laughs> is a very weird anxiety, but yes, I, see, I know where you're coming from, though. Like. <laughs> right, you're you're trapped. You're trapped in one one area because you you blew all your budget on the explosions in the last episode. And I'm not even I'm not even like I'm actually slightly agoraphobic. Yeah, it's just like just like being forced to stay in a like being I don't know whatever. Yeah, yeah. another weird anxiety I had <laughs> as a child. <laughs> but but yeah, so I forgot what I was talking about. Okay, no, never mind. So it's said that it also looks like a dog is owned by rich people. To hide them in jars. Okay, all right. <laughs> rich people get up to some weird stuff. That's that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, like you know, getting rich off the off a of basic slave yeah. slave labor of of the uh, lower class. Yeah, it's fucked up. It's more. It's. I mean, to me, it's it's more fucked up than a uh, a a vampire that can separate their body in half, which is pretty fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I have an almost automatic distrust of people who make above a certain amount yeah. because there's no way you can make <laughs> enough money after a certain amount without having it off the back of poor people. Oh, 100%. Like, there's yes. literally no way after a certain point. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Because uh, wealth is exploitation. But never mind. I'm not going to get into... Never mind. I'm not going to get into... I'm, uh, so, I'm, you know, a, I'm in within arm's reach of all of my socialist magazines and publications... We can bring them down and <laughs> we can have a reading. Uh, I th- we're pretty much done talking about them. So, um, so one of the things about the Mononagal or the Aswangs, uh, Aswangs in general, is I think they're probably just fox bats. Okay, yeah. Which are really prevalent mm-hmm. in that whole area. And they're just really big bats. <laughs> yeah. That fly at night. <laughs> and I feel like it's also a good thing to blame stillbirths on. Yeah, for sure. Right. Yeah, because you because if you can blame it on monster, you literally take it a, the blame away from. Because like, I think because this kind of happens with. I mean, it's happened to someone I know who had a stillbirth. Like she blamed herself for it. It like I feel like if she could blame a monster, like an actual monster, yeah, it would made it easier. Because yeah. I think that's what a lot of these are. You know, tragedy kind of hits, and you can mm-hmm. blame it on a physical being instead, right? Which is it's, uh, al- yeah. it's also why racism's like very accessible <laughs> to people. <Yeah>. But- <laughs> exactly, you blame it on the monsters, the people with a different skin color. Uh, yeah, it's just like, hey, look, there's there's a brown person. He yeah. totally took my job. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like that that sort of context, though, is the thing that I find the most interesting about cryptids in general. Like, you know, when you think of like the, the Jersey Devil, like, you know, they need like you had all the people in the Pine Barrens and, you know, whatever. And, and like, there's a reason that people thought of them that way. And so you, you generate stories because of that. And <laughs> I, the thing I like about the Jersey Devil is it's pretty much just a town donkey got a family they oh, didn't yeah. like for sure it's for like, sure it's yeah because because the jersey devil didn't come from a serious place they came specifically from one woman who had a child they had a bunch of kids she yeah had a bunch of kids yeah. specifically it wasn't anything else it was mm-hmm. just like yo we hate how you hate quakers <laughs> and, and all these quakers are just like yo i heard that that woman gave birth to a devil to the devil to the literal <laughs> devil so and it wasn't even like like a cute devil. It was like something that looked weird and fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> I think the, the I know you've talked about the Jersey Devil already, but I think my favorite part of that whole story, right, is the lady has twelve kids, right? Okay, and she decides to have another one. Cool, that's her choice. But she's the one that says this. She curses her own baby and says that this one's going to be the devil. Like she could have not said it, right? Well. Okay, so I'm kind of on her side on that one. All right. <laughs> you know, just 
maybe fuck this child. Yeah, this child yeah, in particular, yeah. I don't like you. Yeah. I've gone through this 12 times, <laughs> and there's no stopping. Yeah. Because this is the 1800s. Yeah, you can't stop. You just keep going. And, and maybe she's just generally just like, I hate kids, and I specifically hate this one a lot as well. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I'm not going to take that away from her. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, maybe curse the husband <laughs> or something. Yeah, or maybe maybe curse the the um, very lax views on women being actual people. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot of cursing uh, to do there. Well, I mean, I mean to be fair. Still not really there now. Mm-mm. No, they're just they're just, they're just uh, people who aren't as people as other people. Now. <laughs> yeah, seventy five percent people. Yeah, apparently yeah. to a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, but so now we're on to I think the last part. All right, well, actually, I know it's the last part of the last segment. Anyway, it is uh, which is make it sexy slash make it ya slash just make a story. <laughs> Oh man! Uh, so we have we have uh, two people. Mm-hmm. Well, one one dog mm-hmm. and one and one woman that is a flying involuntary abortion clinic. Yeah. Um, and let me, let's make a story. Okay. It's I I I'm gonna say off the bat. I mean, you know, uh, maybe I just don't have the imagination. I find it hard to make it a little sexy. You know, abortions <laughs> not very sexy. Involuntary abortions, not very sexy. Uh, separating your, your entrails uh, coming out when you separate your body, not very sexy. But I could see maybe making this into some sort of story, like a, you know, it's like a, a <laughs> like a, a team up. You got um, the Mon- Monagala. Is that Monagal? Monagal. Monagal. And it's and it's little buddy dog, uh, the Sigbin, and they're going on adventures, um, sucking blood, taking know. names, taking names. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, just like a, a real, a, like a uh, like an adventure time style team up that's like a little darker. <laughs> oh, oh, you mean? <laughs> How could this be darker? <laughs> I don't know. But. So, so here, here, here's what here's what I'm thinking. Okay. So, in in the same vein of what you're talking about, I'm thinking it's kind of like a uh, we take away we. This is a world where they don't die, so we take away the whole like them needing like the the, the legs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the yeah. legs. Yeah, the legs. And this is an adventure type thing. Okay. And. Now I'm just thinking how fucked up this is. I'm trying to try to make something cute out of it. I can't. It's gonna be fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So here, here's the other thing. Okay. So let's let's do let's do a more fucked up thing. All right. Gender roles. Oh, okay. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So so um, let's make this a must love dogs situation. <laughs> Like okay. a rom com, yeah. Okay, <laughs> where where the Ashwang is basically like the Uma Thurman okay. situation. Yep. Mm-hmm. I already it. forgot what her situation. I just knew that Uma Thurman was that. I watched it multiple times because I had a huge crush on Uma Thurman <laughs> and still do. She's and, incredible. Yeah, yeah. Of course. She's she's an incredibly incredibly uh, good actress, as well as also just being right up my alley. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, let's make it like a must love dogs type thing, where just like all the little um, cryptid, like th- like all the cryptids are like kind of dating. Okay. Now Swang is trying to. Now you're speaking my language. It's trying to find. It's trying to find its like perfect mate. Yes. Okay. okay. All right. And the, and then are we saying that the Sigbin is the is the the is counterpart? The dog, the, no, the oh, Sigbin okay. is the dog in a situation, which brings on the meat. Oh, okay, cute. all right, all right, right. yes, like yes, okay, comedic, okay, yeah, I get it, I get it, yep, yeah. yeah so yes, it's both yes, the yes. comedic comedic relief and also the, like the uh, Deus Ex Machina. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know what I'm and mm-hmm. one of the one of them is definitely the Sigbin accidentally takes the wrong child's heart, and makes the amulet <laughs> out of it. <laughs> 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 don't you hate when that happens <laughs> and it's actually the heart of the cryptid uh the of the cryptid that the uh that the mononagal is trying to date yeah right right it's of like course the heart of that child it's yeah. just like i'm sorry my my sick man ran away and actually <laughs> killed and also mummified your child's heart <laughs> it was totally on accident <laughs> oh. 
but you know, even through the adversity, true love, uh, true love can blossom. And I think yeah, that's the, the beauty of the whole thing. And I think it's going to be real great because it's going to end like a Shakespeare comedy where, you know, they get all get married at the end. Okay. <laughs> Instead and- of a picture in tragedy where they all die. Yeah, um, I mean, all the humans die, but well, okay, all okay. the cryptids yeah, are doing yeah. just fine. I'm also thinking of this as a, like a post-apocalyptic hellscape where like <laughs> cryptids are just kind of like calling, slowly calling the human that okay. race down. Cool, but you know, it's whatever. Yeah, you know, same setting as Adventure Time. <laughs> <laughs> well, basically, yeah, yeah, but um, but like, but that like at the end, at the end, like part of the vows is like. I'm still a little upset that your dog killed my <laughs> child and mummified his heart, but I love you. <laughs> oh, you. <laughs> yeah, and, and it like kind of goes in on like their wedding kiss, yeah. and then it kind of goes down to Aswang's uh, the, the amulet, amulet? Which, yeah. which is the heart. And it, and like and the great thing about it is it like beats beats a little bit mm-hmm. because Aswang's like because like that Sigmund real good. <laughs> <laughs> Real good. And then just like a just like guitar comes and like nah, 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 yeah. nah, nah, nah. and yeah. credits and I love that movie. Yeah, <laughs> so so um yeah, so I feel like it's just a horrific rom com. Yeah. I mean, why don't we have more of those in general? I that would be great to see. See, all I what I want more yeah. in rom coms mm-hmm. is because don't get me wrong, I love me a rom com. Oh, absolutely. Like, I love me a rom-com. They're yeah. nice and easy, and you get to see pretty people be happy together. It's great. Right, absolutely. Sandra Bullock, Ryan Gosling, what's not to love? Uh, what I feel like, because most in, in romantic comedies, the one that's the one that's more in love, it's basically a stalker. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yep. And I feel like a lot of, a lot of, uh, rom-coms would go well with like a third-party genre change into a slasher film <laughs> yeah just yeah just you just all you have part. to do is like amp up one quality like 10 percent, and then you've got something truly horrifying uh, but yeah. You, yeah you can work with that and that, that's awesome yeah yeah all you have to do is just one change yes yeah and, uh, really i just want more films that just that go, suddenly go into a slasher film <laughs> i feel like yes. that would because that would make so many subpar movies that take one that's at least really watchable <laughs> you've, you've watched like 20 minutes of just like really bad dialogue and just like a lot of will they won't they and then a machete comes out <laughs> like like imagine like all about steve okay but sandra yep. bullock is a serial killer in it <laughs> Who's just really obsessed with Steve? I'll see Sandra Bullock in as a serial killer in any movie. Just really, and also we need more female slashers. Wh- where are they? You know, I've been saying it for years. Like, Give like it to if me. we're if you're going to treat women as monsters, <laughs> make them actual monsters. <laughs> I thought you were going to say if, if we're going towards a, a, an egalitarian society. I mean, quality. <laughs> yes, also. exactly. Right. They should be at least fifty percent, fifty-one percent of the slashers out there. Yeah, and you know, it just we need more female slashers. Yes. Technically, one of the most famous ones started out as a female slasher because you know Friday the Thirteenth started out as Jason's mother. Oh yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, very true. She was the she was it. Yeah, she, she was the original one, but then yes. they turned into like a magic. Thing. <laughs> so it got real wild. There's a lot of logic, logic leaps, and uh, and suspension of disbelief required. You know, like when he goes to space. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but so here's here's so Hollywood, like all those movies that you would just put out in July, and you, I mean J- uh, January, because they're not going to make money, right? Just make all of them slasher films at the end. <laughs> More people would watch it. Be yeah. like, did you watch? Did you watch that newest Catherine Hagel uh, joint? Yeah, the Ugly Truth. Yeah, it <laughs> turns out that Gerard Butler was just a straight up killer <laughs> in it, and came out of nowhere. Remember that hilarious? Yeah, it turns out he was a psychopath. He was a psychopath, and he if killed. You didn't know it? Yeah, <laughs> he killed most of her friends to be with her because she was the first thing that made him feel love. Oh, and, but he doesn't know how to express it. <laughs> See, so much better. <laughs> Ghost of Girlfriend's Past, Matthew McConaughey, God. literally digging up the corpses of all of his girlfriends that he killed in the past <laughs> and feeling guilty about it. <laughs> like, oh my god, these are incredible. Here's the thing. Do it. Just don't change the marketing at all. No. See, that's the thing. It has to come as a surprise. Yes. <laughs> they have to do sort of like a from dusk till dawn style like 
halfway through the movie, it's something completely different, even though that movie was already pretty fucked up. But, uh, <laughs> bus, bus love dogs. Turns out Uma Thurman has actual dogs that eat humans. And she's just trying to lure in more meat for her dogs. Hell yeah. See, I can see it's so easy to turn all these rom coms into slashers. We need to get you into a meeting with a studio person right now. And the thing is, it's like, you can literally slot, slot it into almost every rom-com plot, because yeah. guess what? They're the same plot. <laughs> yep. How to Lose a Guy in 10 ga- Days? Guess what? He's dead He's dead. Of, that yeah. ten, of those 10 days. <laughs> it turns out she wasn't even a reporter. <laughs> or a journalist. She was just a crazy person. Just a psycho. So she could kill the hot dude she liked. Hell yeah. Okay, so. Alright. <laughs> so, okay, well we're done. Okay. <laughs> So, um, yeah, so what do you think about the uh, Mananagal? That one's terrifying. I yeah. thought we were going to do uh, just a big fuzzy animal. Uh, you really caught me, <laughs> got me out of left field there. But it's great. I like it. Um, I want to see it in a movie. I think there's actually, because the Philippines are slowly getting more onto the global market. Yeah. Stuff. I think there's some going to be some fil- uh, some video games. Oh, star- like, okay. Both starring and also the antagonist being yeah. a Aswang. Interesting. That's cool. That's um, pretty rad. That'd be nice to yeah. see more of. And um, I don't know. I feel like it's slowly becoming more of a thing. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, this is a start for sure. Getting yeah, people, getting start- people out there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think I, I, th- it'd be cool if we pulled more monster stuff from. No, other parts other, of the world. Well, yeah, because there. I mean, there's just interesting, crazy stuff out there that isn't just from you know American or European. I think folklore. I think the one of the reasons why like the ring caught on so yeah. so quickly here yeah. is because it was like a different version of a ghost story. Yeah, absolutely. One of the reasons why like. <laughs> Korean Korean horror stories are so good is because I have no idea what the reference is. Right, it's just scary. No, you have no context for the insanity that's happening here. Okay, so, <clears throat> um, yeah, so, so now we're done. So, uh, yeah, it's been fun. So it has been but, a blast. Yeah. So unfortunately, we have to end eventually. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, so just uh, do another plug for your podcast. Yeah, so my show, again, is uh, What Are You Worried About? It's a show about anxiety um, and making making some japes at that. Uh, and we release every other Wednesday. And you can find it on all the places, iTunes, uh, Google Play, etc., etc. Um, or we also have a website, which is uh, waywapod.com, W-A-Y-W-A-P-O-D. And uh, we're, we're all over the place. Yeah, I have a, another podcast called Alphabet Flight, which is my Marvel podcast, which more people listen to. So I don't know. You listen to this one, maybe you listen to that one. <laughs> um, and we kind of just go through and talk about Marvel characters. Sometimes yeah. way longer than we should. <laughs> Sometimes I spend money on making, uh, getting someone to draw, draw a pictures of them eating. Of them, of two of my favorite Z listers eating ice cream together. <laughs> okay, I have to know what what Z listers. <laughs> oh, we're talking Mentallo and the Fixer. Okay, well, yeah, I've certainly never heard of those. Yeah, I will eventually have those up, and I'll put I'll put that uh the drawing up whenever <laughs> whenever I get it done. Um, but besides that, uh, I also have a cat. His name is Dexter. You can see pictures of him being being just the best little ball of rage he is on my instagram at marvelous mooch and besides that um you can go to my uh go to the group for the podcast called hodgepod group um or go to the twitter at c critter pod c critters pod and uh yeah so Thank you so much for listening. This has been uh this has been Creepy Critters. And uh you know, maybe maybe the your child's heart would make a really great <laughs> amulet. I think it would. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>